going on, internet, and welcome back to another episode of Nerdonomicron, episode 42, still holding strong. I am your host, Alex, a.k.a. Snurfin. Joining me, of course, with a refreshed accolade, the bimbo, the chungus among us, Ollie the Bus Rusty. What up? Hey, and, and just to clarify, I'm not the kind of bimbo that's like a, a hot, dumb, pretty chick or guy. It's it's the bimbo, the bread, the brand of bread in Latin America. Look it up if you don't know what it is. That is correct. He is bread. I that's an bread. important distinction. The physical embodiment of Latin American bread. I'm that thing that cats love to fucking just steal from your groceries when you buy them. Bread. And also, of course, joining me, a man who needs no accolades because he's an incredible human being. That is Ryan the Synthetic. What up, man? How's it going? Oh, it goes. It goes. Another week down, more shows watched, more news in the news. And here we are. Right in there. (laughs) (laughs) Ollie, I want you to take it away and start us off. Take it away. Uh, so, uh, we have decided to start with Black Adam today. Um, there's been some interesting, uh, I guess, press release. Is this part of the, the, the thing they've been doing in, in Latin America? Like they went down to Mexico recently. Is this from an interview from there? Um, I'm, I'm not exactly sure where, uh, he probably, Dwayne was probably living off that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, does he but, eat bread? I know he has like a cheat day, like once a month, where he eats like a shit ton of pancakes. Once a week. Once a week? Holy crap! His cheat day is once a week. It's the only day he eats carbs. Like, <laughs> I wonder if he uh, if he even bothers things. for movies though. I bet he probably just goes fucking hard on the diet and the workout oh, for a movie like Black Adam, especially. Well, and they all, anytime they have a shirtless scene in any Hollywood movie, they dehydrate themselves for like three days before it. Yeah. That just for like a nuts, 10 minute man. scene. Like I've heard stories where like they'll literally be like seconds from passing out as they're like flexing for that scene. And, like, yeah. Henry Cavill seems... was saying that about uh, a scene in the Witcher season two, I think when he was like in a bathtub or was that the first season? You know, I think you're right. I think that's what I was just remembering where like it's torture to be sitting near all that like water and just being hot and then like, oh, yeah, you're dehydrated. But uh, anyway, so some important things to uh, come out of what I, I think it was the press, uh, like the press tour that they're doing in Latin America, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, But during this interview, um, Dwayne Johnson was talking to his interviewer. I don't remember what the question was exactly, but he was talking about, um, I I believe it was something to do with the line in the trailer when he says something about like the hierarchy uh, of power within like the DC universe changing. Yeah. like in the uh, in the actor trailer, like the one that they do where he's not the character. Oh, I see. What um, you yeah, yeah. Uh, and his response to the question was very interesting, and it really fuels a lot of the rumors that Henry Cavill is returning as Superman. Because what he said was, um, and I, I'm kind of Henry Cavill is here. returning as Superman. <laughs> he, he did not, unfortunately. 
but he said that he's been listening a lot to the fans and as we all know this has been a big thing going around in the community that they want uh henry cavill to return as superman and them to have some kind of like fight uh maybe even just tease it in the end credit scene and what he said to the interviewer was that he's been listening to the fans and he thinks that uh it's great that they're finally bringing in the strongest character on earth however the strongest character in the universe has been on the sidelines for too long and that's the end of the quote so to me like that feels like he's just saying that that Henry Cavill's coming back. Like, 100%. It feels like that's what he's saying, but he legally cannot say that. Oh, yeah. And um, I think I we ended last episode with me talking about how Henry Cavill was spotted um, with... Uh, or not directly with, but at the same time, Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot were in L.A. for reshoots of The Flash when that was going on yeah i remember you mentioning that so i'm pretty convinced at this point that they're bringing him back like henry cavill is a big nerd and i feel like he he a lot of them probably felt blue balled about the whole Zack snyder thing turning into garbage after the joss whedon took over so Mm -hmm. i think and the other thing I'm thinking is, like, I feel at this point the only person we've had no speculation at all that could be returning is Ray Fisher. Like, I hope he does. I really liked his cyborg. Um, but anyways, I wouldn't be... Su- I think he's done, though. Yeah, oh, I 100% think he's done. I, I don't think he's... Yeah. Um, but either way, I would be really looking forward to Henry Cavill showing up as Superman and I really want them to do better than just a headless cameo like they did at the end of Shazam. Um, mm-hmm. And Black Adam's kind of an interesting movie because, well, first of all, I'm assuming this takes place like kind of like how the MCU does things, like sequentially, right? Like we're we're gonna obviously start with the the origin story of Black Adam, and then we're gonna jump into the modern day where the Justice it's the justice society of america is what dr fate and and adam and adam smasher and cyclone Mm -hmm. is it um is a part of Uh, right um i don't remember what the other one's name is but yeah i I think that you're right on the cyclone the team name and then there's a fourth person hawk man i think yeah yeah um and yeah anyways so um i'm curious where it falls in in like Zack Snyder's run uh like is it before even Man of Steel or is it going to be like after Justice League Snyder cut like I think so based on the trailer I'm pretty sure we know for certain that it's after the Snyder cut oh really okay I don't watch trailers so because there is a sequence where like you know when Superman comes back to life and then he goes to the Superman ship in the middle of uh metropolis and like talks to his um his actual father again before joining the fight uh against steppenwolf and that like nuclear power plant yeah uh they used the the exit scene where he's wearing that black suit where he's about to go and fly off to like go talk to alfred um and then go and fight uh they use that scene in the trailer for black adam Hmm. So we know well, that Superman's already died and come back at this point. 
okay, but do we know that that actually, because they could show that at or imply that at any point in the movie, and they could time skip that could be a thing at the last 20 minutes you know like with the whole resurrection of superman like i don't know like it like you think that it, it's happening at the present events of the black adam movie it could be like it, like we don't necessarily have that confirmation just because they show that in there it they could do a they could they could trick us and it could actually happen later than certain events in black adam that start something you know that's true justice... I, I get what you're saying because what i'm thinking is the justice society of america why haven't we heard of them in Zack snyder's cut like obviously Zack snyder's story wasn't involving them but still you know like i'm i'm curious where they're gonna tie it in or how they're gonna tie it in more like um but yeah, there's a lot I, there, like, especially with the characters that I'm not quite understanding in terms of timeline, because like, th there has to be a good explanation for why Hawkman is around. Hmm. And uh, um, like, they have to kind of give him some backstory and also maybe explain a little bit to why Hawkgirl isn't. Um, although like, so their story kind of goes like they arrived on Earth during the like ancient Egyptians time and they were uh, like really powerful pharaohs uh, that ruled over Egypt and then they died and got reincarnated uh, and that's why they're on Earth. But their race is like super, super integral to the story of uh, the like DC Justice League. Oh. Who? The uh, I don't the remember what their name is, but like the the hawk people, the hawk people, yeah. Um, I wonder they, if, they have yeah. a name, like their race has an actual oh, I'm sure name. They... Oh, I don't know if I actually ever knew that. I knew they, I, I feel like I knew that they were pharaohs at one point. I don't know if that's most iterations of them or just one of them, probably at, at least a good chunk of them. Um, I'm not too familiar with them. Uh, I always thought they were kind of lame because every depiction they were in outside of animation was just lame. Um, but yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, they never where... really got them right. But the story well, I... in the animated, uh, the animated DC like Justice League show, they do it really well. The whole yeah. story revolves around their race, essentially. Like they're like a warrior race, basically. And they're yeah. at a, this massive civil war against another race, and it, it becomes like a galaxy-wide thing. Huh. Um, well, I wonder if there's some kind of tethering aspect to it, because at least that... I, I know that much with the characters, is that they always get reincarnated and basically are like destined to run into each other or find each other again. So yeah. I wonder if maybe in this Black Adam movie, Hawk girl or woman has died and cannot be reincarnated or it takes some time and hawkman is basically alone at this point and has to like find her or die himself to then come back to find her you're probably not too far off the mark to be honest but like they when they're they're only capable of death when they're together they oh. they're essentially immortal beings and when they're apart and every time they reincarnate after they die together, they lose the majority of their memories, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And they have to, like, set traps for themselves to remember their past lives. 
um but once they meet they more or less become mortal they don't lose any of their power they're just capable of death in like a phoenix sort of way doesn't that sound like that movie with will smith yeah i was just gonna say hancock movie with will smith hancock Hancock, oh yeah like yeah and it's yeah you're right that movie was ass yeah sounds exactly like their story (laughs) ancient race of powerful beings I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wonder if, where they got it from. Yeah, like, I mean, it's a comedy <laughs> movie that Hollywood made. I'm sure they wanted to do something with it, didn't own the rights to it, and then we just said, fuck it, we'll do our own thing with it. Yeah, I hated that movie. I don't think I've actually seen it. Um, it's terrible, I, don't bother. See, the thing about what what The Rock said that implied, you know, Superman could definitely have, like, a role in Black Adam... Um, I was hearing um, not necessarily different. I was just hearing that Hen- that Dwayne Johnson actually like asked for Henry Cavill like to come back. Like he requested that their characters meet because he wanted mm-hmm. to like shake up the hierarchy, like he said. Um, and I was also hearing some rumors that. Um, I guess I can't really find it right now. I'm trying to like scroll through what it was. There was something else having to do with Superman and Black Adam. Oh yeah, that um, uh, Dwayne the Rock in one of his Instagram videos um, basically was saying that, heavily implying that Black Adam is the most powerful superhero on this earth, and like it like emphasis on of on on this planet or on this earth so people are thinking that superman is off world at this point hmm. uh, or they could even just be building up to a crisis event i mean probably with the flash coming out and ezra miller probably not sticking around for very long and ben affleck being back i feel like they're gonna have to do some major shakeup to like but at the same time to the average viewer they probably don't even pay attention to all this and nobody's going to know that Ben Affleck, you know, didn't want to come back or anything like that. So I'm curious as to how much they'll actually have to do to, to bring it back together. Um, I read one rumor that the flash is supposed to uh, introduce Ben Affleck starting the justice league again, but with different members. Okay. So, well, the that's probably di- just them having to clean up their mess from yeah. uh, what happened with the Joss Whedon cut. And, like, honestly, fair play. I, I think it's good that they're partially addressing that in the form of, like, retconning events in front of our eyes in the sense of, uh, like, the Flash movie is likely going to do a lot of that. And yeah. I, I'm completely fine with it. I think it's, it's good that they're... Um, going to like show us that there's a way that they can go from point a to point b now with a new set of characters and a new storyline because they had to like there's no way that they can continue on necessarily with a full uh vision that Zack snyder had because they've lost so many of those integral characters yeah, and to be honest, people were arguing that they should have taken a bit of more of a Marvel approach before they built up to like an Avengers level movie, which they kind of were going for because people weren't invested in the characters and 
they kind of did an eternal situation in some people's eyes where like they introduced too many characters in one movie and didn't have like background enough and people think like aquaman and the flash is lame but i guess jason momoa changed their minds i don't know about ezra miller but um yeah and i'm curious now going forward now that constantine 2 has been announced and keanu reeves is coming back and we still have blue beetle coming out like what the future of the dc universe is looking like and not to mention in black adam we have confirmed that uh amanda waller is also uh coming back um oh yeah so i feel like this movie is i feel like this movie is going to do more for dc than i think it is like I feel I like think that it, it entirely depends on how it turns out. You guys hear I that mean, yeah. um, they had to do like budget cuts, uh, and that they only are able to. Warner Bros. Discovery is only able to release two movies this Promote year. Movies. That one that just came out with Florence Pugh, uh, and then the Black Adam movie. They didn't have the yeah. budget to release anything else this year, so that's why all these other projects were getting pushed back. Um, and if the Black Adam movie doesn't do well, because that other movie that came out did not do well, uh, if the Black Adam movie doesn't do well, then this actually might just be the, the beginning of the full end of the DC universe. That's true. They're banking on it pretty hard from what I hear. They have to like Florence Pugh. Pardon? It was. It's like it, it has like Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, oh, and it had movie. Shia LaBeouf, but he like I I don't know he backed out or something. I um, thought Shia LaBeouf was blacklisted from Hollywood. He was for a while, and then he came back uh, in more recent years. But he uh, he left what? the project like while it was going, and I think they replaced him with Chris Pine or something like that. Um, and it's uh. I don't know exactly what kind of movie it is. I think it's a romance, but I've heard oh, it's sure. awful. Oh, the Harry Styles movie with Florence Pugh? Yeah. Um, it's I'm pretty sure it's like a low-key horror movie where it's like one of those like crazy girlfriend things where it looks like Silver Linings Playbook and then it turns out to be that like Jennifer Lopez where one where she's just like obsessed over this 18-year-old college boy um and like ruins his life and I feel like it has. I heard that it has like a shock ending, but it's like ultimately very lame. Um, <laughs> huh. Yeah, she reveals I reveals yeah. herself to be the next Black Widow. Yeah. So, or reveals herself to have a Russian accent, and Harry Styles is like, "What?" <laughs> and then you know, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that that was a Warner Bros. Studio like movie, and that seems yeah. like a really lame movie to bank on. And how, where the fuck did the budget go? Warner Brothers was the one that published, or not published, I don't know if that's the right word, like produced like the Harry Potter series. Like they had a lot of money. Yeah, I, I'm not too sure. To be honest, I think that the issues are coming from, like it, it's not Warner Bros necessarily. Since the acquisition of Discovery happened, they're probably just low on funds because they acquired Warner Bros. That would be my assumption. Like, this this year, since they made this massive purchase, they're probably just, like, keeping all their projects close to the chest uh, because they can't, uh, they can't reliably bank on making their money back if they do a bunch of releases this year in the box office. 
Yeah. So they're just going with like ones that they more or less figured was gonna do well or at least bring people to the theaters, hence names like Harry Styles, Florence Pugh, and Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I regardless kinda... of the quality, that's their intention is just getting people into the theater. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of hate that about Hollywood, where like they'll have some idea, they'll be like, "Oh, I think this won't attract people, <clears throat> it won't get popular," so they just slap some big name actor to star in it, or just somebody that. Case in point, Hancock, or most yeah. Will Smith movies in the last like five years. <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i think oh there was like a big example oh yeah the cloverfield movies not that i don't know if you guys ever cared for those movies aside from the first one They're um, all trash <laughs> i except for the first i respectfully one. disagree like the first one was really good and and is the best and they really need to get that feeling back in the next cloverfield movie that's in production but um 10 cloverfield lane was really good and the only connection it had to Cloverfield was in the last 10 minutes of the movie. So clearly it was a different movie. And then they were like, what's going to sell? Oh, the first Cloverfield was really good. So, um, yeah, let's throw that in the title. And, you know, and then the third movie came out just on Netflix. And it was um, Cloverfield Paradox. And it had nothing. It, it originally was just going to be called, like, The God Particle. And it was just going to be like a space horror, but then they were like, "Huh, this needs to have some kind of connection to a franchise for it to actually like do well." And so they called it Cloverfield Paradox and connected it slightly with it, and did reshoots and added um, the guy from Get Out and uh, the recent Jordan Peele movie, and yeah, and he added nothing to the movie. If you actually watch it, it's just like really but like the only thing that came out of that that was cloverfield was at the very very end you see the monster for like a split second clover because that was apparently like the same moment that everything happened in in the original movie yeah but you're right like it it honestly felt more like a shitty alien movie than a cloverfield movie yeah it was garbage hot trash I mean, I like it because I'm always interested in, like, spooky sci-fi and other-dimensional, like, shit. So, that To that be honest, gets me I liked it, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't good. mind that movie. It wasn't, it wasn't no Christopher Nolan movie, but, like, I liked it. Yeah, I thought there was interesting stuff that happened. I recognized fully that it was not a good movie, but I yeah. still liked it. Know? I, I do. I do. do. You I do. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do. Hmm. Hey, I mean, I would not rate it above a five, but I can still enjoy watching it. Above a five, I wouldn't rate this above a two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. I think it was. I think it was still pretty good. And like I said, it felt like a shitty Alien movie, which is most of the Alien movies. Yeah, Cloverfield huh. itself was a wicked mockumentary found footage whatever that was pretty cool yeah 10 cloverfield lane was a stupid movie what it was a it was a a thriller (laughs) like the whole time john goodman was basically like fuming and like waiting for his chance to like be the abusive kidnapper he is because he lied to these people basically saying that they'd be safe with him 
and then it turns out that they really were technically safer with him but it's two evils you know so i remember seeing that movie and being on like the edge of my seat like it was it was good it was it being a cloverfield movie that i think ruined it to be honest i can kind of get behind that statement just not good none of these movies connect even with their connection they don't really connect yeah i mean i like how that is a fair point i like how the third movie's whole thing is that like energy is very scarce and there's rolling blackouts all over the world and they can really only like feed energy to like hospitals and whatever and so they were looking for some way to renew energy in the world but in like the first movie everyone's having a fucking party with all the lights on in new york city and yeah it's just <laughs> like it, it definitely doesn't make sense at all garbage garbage where did we even start on this i don't know black, black Adam. Adam. this was uh, just talking about warner uh, brothers but yeah, I, one, I think uh, <laughs> I think I want to move on to something a, a little more interesting. Well, hang on, yeah, yeah. Before we do that, I I just want to say one thing I want out of the Black Adam movie is for there to be some. Oh no, it's not even spelled the same way. I don't know. Some stupid joke about how Adam Smasher and Black Adam's name are similar. I feel like that's just key for if that happens, the movie's going to be shit. Just I want it. someone to be like Adam Smasher. That sounds like something out of a cyberpunk game. And yeah. then walks away. Because <clears throat> that's the only Adam Smasher in yeah. my mind. But I mean, if he was an Adam Smasher, he'd destroy the universe. He's blowing up nukes, basically. Smashing Adams. I do look forward Smashing. to Black Adam. I think it'll be... Uh... I think it'll turn out yeah, to be I need like to buy my ticket. The best seven out of ten we've ever seen. I even <laughs> if the movie's trash, yeah. I low key want to support it just because I want to see more of DC and see what they got. Me too, man. Me too. Fair enough. Well, All right, Ryan, let's, right let's move on. Well, you know what? I also want to see more of, and sadly, we are not going to get much more of it. Uh-oh. Rings of Power, correct. We are on uh, now. The last episode comes out this week. Oh, he just means the finale. For fuck's yeah. sake, yeah. be saying shit. I thought you were literally going to announce. I was that, like, like, where did you hear the show got canceled? Because it, yeah. I, I <laughs> no, would no, have no. come across it. No, 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 no cancellations. But I'm God sure damn. it'll probably be more than a year before we get another season. It's because um, this show is scope is just unbelievable. I can't well, imagine they reasonably be- film all this in a year. To be fair, I've heard actually that they have like a half billion dollar budget for this season, or at yeah. least maybe part of it was buying the licensing. And people are saying that they basically pocketed a large part of that budget and like none of it went into the production or the writing or anything like that. And, <clears throat> and you know, it looks pretty good to me. I know. Like, that's what I'm surprised about. People are basically saying that the screenwriters are garbage, that this show isn't good at all and i don't know man yeah, like they've been saying that since the beginning and these are just like yeah. these are the lord of the rings fans that are fans because of the movies but never actually read the books and think that they know tolkien lore yeah. like <laughs> yeah, that's there are so true. many things Everyone that didn't like happen chair warrior yeah yeah like exactly um, and that's exactly the problem is these people don't understand that half of the things that happen in the movie are different and they had to be different because of pacing reasons 
um because of like simple movie yeah. to book plot storylines don't translate i was actually reading that tolkien's son himself has like basically said to peter jackson or his just his movies that they're garbage and bastardized the books but like yeah. like you said like <laughs> how the fuck do you avoid that when you're trying to put a book that every word describes something and try to put it into a movie where it's max two hours before you lose people's attention and like try to fit that into you know at least he made it into three movies and didn't you know so yeah right but it's like the whole marvel thing like they can't directly take storylines out of the comics they have to make some differences because it's just it's not it, it doesn't translate well like a, a story a written story will always have infinitely more detail than a visual yeah. story because you have to use the visuals to tell a separate story if you want to reach nearly the same level of detail yeah and every that, form of art is a different medium sorry continue. exactly and I, to be honest, like, I, I don't care what all these people think. Like, th this show has been fantastic so far. Yep. And this episode was absolutely no exception to me. Um, I think that it opened, like, exactly how we all suspected that it would. But I still wasn't disappointed by the fact that, uh, you know, we see all of these things kind of happen. And especially, like, with a Queen Regent, a Sealdor um uh galadriel like they, they all had really important um like character things play out this episode like they learned a lot due to the obviously mount doom exploding last episode they learned a lot about themselves as people and i think that uh out of all that was happening the elrond and uh durin storyline is still my favorite Holy shit, that was crazy at the end of this huh. episode. I I won't I won't say that that's my favorite. I really like um Aaron Deer. That's his name, right? The uh the the elf, the elf that's yeah, the with... elf guy. Yeah, I, really, I like his story I really too. Like him. Yeah. Yeah, what, But I I don't know, man. About... Yeah, go it's... on with like why you like Elrond and I mean, I like I, I feel like we knew from the beginning that this is where the storyline was going to go with these two characters, like especially at the end of the episode when we finally see uh, the Balrog. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I love that we're seeing it. And I love the camaraderie between Durin and Elrond because of the bad blood between their races for like ever in the yeah. lore. And, and why, uh, I think that it creates a really good story. Did they explain why there was bad blood? I forget if they did. I feel like There's it was a in the conversation. lot of things. Um, oh, okay. It was so like it's, one thing. It, it's it's always something, but I think what specifically for this kingdom of dwarves, it was something to do with the elves. Um, they they didn't hold true to their word to the current king Durin or his father uh and they didn't like give them something that they were owed or something like that um news. i don't i, I, I think that you're right they did say news. something in the earlier episodes but i don't remember the conversation exactly yeah that's fair yeah i always get the vibe with the guy who plays elrond that like mark my words that guy is gonna play a young um fuck what's his name I would play the Green Goblin in Spider-Man. 
uh willem dafoe i feel like he like one day he's gonna play like a young willem dafoe in a biopic <laughs> i feel like I that's where he's it. going yeah <laughs> i could definitely see it not even close whoa <laughs> way to disagree bro yeah my job join the gotta, circle jerk man i gotta i gotta I'm throw the shade and, and tend the fire i thought that's what <laughs> ryan on did toes I've been I've been a little I've been a little soft the last few episodes. I won't lie. We've been talking about things that I like a little bit, so I've been uh, I haven't well, been I mean, so harsh on my ratings. That's good. Lately. We should we should like all the things. Well, yeah. I don't know. I, I do like to talk about things that are bad, and I yeah, like to point true. out reasons why I think these things are bad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's um, fun. It's good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I okay. When uh, when Adar was asked in this episode is like so what are we going to call it or whatever and then it panned out and it just like erased the southlands and put like mordor there i swear i was expecting him to say something really fucking campy and like home like you know i don't <laughs> yeah. know I, and i'm glad <laughs> they didn't the do that I, mm-hmm. i'm glad they didn't do that i'm like wait this is a big pause he's gonna say something and then it started showing the southlands and i'm like oh maybe this is an inter- more interesting way to do it I kind of think, though, what I wish a lot of these fantasy shows did is really show you the maps of where these things are. Because, like, for me, I never read any of the books of Game of Thrones, and sometimes they would show you the map of, like, Westeros versus wherever um, Khaleesi was. Every episode, um, actually. Yeah, I guess. And... And they, like, did, I kind you, of... did you know that? Do you know that in the credits at the beginning of every episode, they showed you the locations that they would be following storylines in? I suppose they did with like the castles like erupting and whatever. Oh, I did not know that. But I thought that that was just a general intro. Like what I'm talking about is like whenever no, they no, talk they, about they, a location. Every single episode of Game of Thrones had a different intro because it, it showed only the kingdoms that it was oh, going to have a well, focus on that particular episode. You must not so be it a showed a, person who just says skip intro. <laughs> like I feel like I skip the intro of like every TV show that I watch. I think oh, well it was there. Was the I, I promise you that you would have seen the entire map of Game of Thrones if you would even like I get, okay the but first here's the other season. thing is i just forget so whenever <laughs> they talk about traveling to a place and then they like cut next episode to being there i like have no relation in my head how far apart these things are like i'd like them to show like point on a map and have like a montage of them traveling to it like i guess they did that with this show with um the numenoreans and the island they were on and then they like jump mm-hmm. to them being in the Southlands, and I would have liked to seen a little bit of the journey on a map or something like that. But, You're but just this is that because <laughs> they didn't find a giant sea monster. I know, I, I can't. Like, what? What is this? Let's be real. This has been an issue with Lord wrong. of the Rings. What? Not, a, not enough sea yeah. monsters. A Walrog. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, though, this is not an uncommon problem. Like, as much as people want to say that the Lord of the Rings movies is just walking around, I don't think they understand how much is cut out. Like, do you guys guys know that uh, when Gandalf goes to... um, uh, What's the city with the tree? Westeros. Uh, (laughs) Deku Deku City. Minas Tirith. 
Yeah, Minas Tirith. Oh. Uh, when he goes there, um, he after the seeing the the <laughs> ring that Bilbo had, the span between when he goes back to the Shire in lore is like sixty years. Oh. like it took him sixty years to figure out that that was the One Ring. But we never see that in the movie. It's it's seemingly like a couple days. Yeah, that's like fair. a week. I'm quite certain it was a week. I don't think they. Yeah. I don't think they give it us gave, like any it actual. It gave weeky vibes. Is all I'm saying. It gave like, like at least like six and a half days, no more than seven and a quarter. But yeah, exactly. Like it was just. It, it seemed like the time. Like it, it was very quick. Like it was not a, a long so period fast. of time in between when that happened. But it apparently was. And it took Gandalf three of those six years just to walk up the fucking mountain that is minus two. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't just but, do uh, it in the, the 10 seconds with his horse. Well, he's a god. Isn't he a literal god? Pretty much. <laughs> or is is being a wizard on Earth like a downgrade from being a god? It's like up there you can create the stars, but down here all you can do is like, I don't know, fight orcs or something? Well, like I think it's like it's a thing them. for these god spirits to mature to a point where they can be up and like creating stars and whatever. Also, oh, Gandalf was sent against his will. <clears throat> what they chained him up and put him down there they forced him to middle earth to face sauron because he feared sauron so but wait mm. like okay sauron eventually would basically become pe- more powerful than all all the gods combined the Maier. I'd imagine uh so. i think when he held the one ring for like that brief bit at the uh at the end of the second age but I'm so not 100% like, certain. How is like something you could put together on Earth more powerful than something that like doesn't even exist on that plane of existence? Because like, like it was like what Galadriel said, I think it was last episode, uh, or maybe it was Adar that said it to Galadriel. It was something like uh, he was messing with powers that were beyond even like the gods' comprehension or something. I don't remember the exact line, but it was something along those lines when he was like chained up in the barn before Mount Doom exploded. Oh yeah, okay. I I'm picturing yeah. the scene in my head. I don't remember that conversation, but I'll have to rewatch that episode maybe before the finale. He's had something like that, like something about like these dark powers that nobody else understands the oh, depth of is what Sauron was, was using. Last episode we 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 talked on the podcast was I was asking about that because it like after he said that it like zoomed in on things that were like inside mount mordor or like mount doom yeah whatever and they were mount and doom. They, and they were like <laughs> mount mordor everything in mordor is just named after mordor this is tower mordor this is the village of mordor the mordor tavern makes sense to me mordor grog mordor uruks <laughs> yeah so yeah it it like zoomed in to like a dungeon or something with like a bunch of black armor looking no that that wasn't mount doom that was the beginning the opening episode that was that little workshop galadriel found before the ice troll oh like the anvil that had the symbol on it yeah huh what does it all mean, so Basil? Who, who, so then, who is able to tap into this black magic? Just Sauron and Adar? <coughs> I think just Sauron, actually. 
Sauron, Sauron sure. Morgoth. How did Sauron I, like start? He's a I don't necromancer, know. and he was also a disciple of Morgoth, who was a follower of Melkor. I feel like Boom Sauron knowledge. is basically like Rick from Rick and Morty, where he's just like endless in his knowledge and just like whatever he decides to do, he like manages to get shit done. Except for when people cut his finger off. Also, Rick's never <laughs> well, really hurts. been defeated, so like. Well, you could argue that the nope. Rick of like the Not current even. universe that he's bit. in did defeat him nope. because he killed his daughter nope. and wife. That's no, no, no bias to me. Also, the end of the last season was technically him being defeated by Evil Morty. True. Was it a defeat? <laughs> or just like, you know, it a was bad a day? Stomp. I think it was a mushroom stomp. I'm pretty sure it was just a bad day. Uh, <laughs> wow, a no good, very bad hair day kind of thing? Like, no. And like a children's movie? Don't even... <laughs> Isn't that like a Jacob Tutu book or something? I don't know. I think he recently went to prison for killing his mother. I think that's no, the that was the diary of the wimpy oh, kid. Oh, still, that's kind of the vibe. Jesus. I'm going for. <laughs> it was on the news the other day. The other yeah. day, it's been on the news for like the last like six months. Well, because his <clears> trial <throat> was like a year or two or something, and they just finished. But yeah, <laughs> whatever. Fuck that kid. Worse anyway, Sauron. Yeah. I don't think you can get worse than Sauron. Well, he's fictional. Yeah. And? Yeah. Oh, shit. Somebody thinks Sauron's going to come from under his bed tonight. No, not at all. What if Please that's just do. me in, in face makeup to make my head look like an eye and I'm just wearing black to look like the tower? Fiery eye. That would be extremely That'd silly. That'd be a cool Halloween costume. I'm a... I wish I could plan that out and do it. You could. You'd have to paint your whole face like three shades of orange with a black line right down the (laughs) middle. Like a cat eye, yeah. And then you'd need to wear like a black hood and then like shoulder pads that do the little little curled fucking blade thingies like the actual around the eye. I guess I could start with cosplay of... uh, Who was the villain in in Shadow of War or Shadow of Mordor? Was that the first one? Sauron. No. The, the, like, actual villain that you face at the very end is, like, the the hand of Sauron or something like that. Or the, the mouth. The boots of Sauron. The mouth of Sauron. The, the left nostril of Sauron. I don't know. But he had this, like, grand scale, funky... It's just he had Sauron. a funky... He had a funky helmet. You're a funky helmet. Thank you. But, like, not Ooh. even the good kind. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. You're, like, the worst kind I'm, of funky helmet. You're, like... I'm pretty sure I'm, like, diamond minecraft helmet that's what i am no you're like a really shitty motorcycle helmet with like whoa licorice antennas on it i want one of those motorcycle helmets with a heads-up display in them i hear they're like twenty thousand dollars but that'd be cool like like stark like stark yeah like yeah like they basically like you can buy a motorcycle helmet that's just like that that you can control everything with like eye movement it basically has like a toby in it to like track your eye movement and you can make calls and like listen to music and do all that that's crazy gps just kind of like shows like the general direction of what road you want to go on or something basically a heads-up display 
So yeah. you know, if the Fellowship had that helmet, it would have been able to get in and out of Mordor completely <laughs> undetected so fast. I saw some yep. random meme on Facebook just like that, where it was like, damn, why didn't we take the fucking bus? <laughs> like, okay, now we're getting to anti-meme territory. Oh, fuck. <laughs> anti-memes are the best memes. Yeah, they are. Huh. All right, right, any more thoughts about um, Rings I mean, of Power really so far? Talk about yeah, it. Like, let's, about yeah, it. Let's, go, let's go back to it. <clears throat> Ryan, were you done? Like, um, I think I was asking you about Elrond and Durin. I, I'm generally done, but I want to throw something out there that might be a little outlandish. Uh, I mean, Ooh, as apart from your it. theory of who the true king and is... I think so, I believe I was wrong. Oh, really? Whoa. I do. Right. In oh. fact, now I think Can't that Halbrand is actually Sauron. Whoa. What? Oh, shit. Whoa. So, okay. Start from the this beginning there, last yeah. episode kind of fucked with me a little bit. All right. And, like, the conversation that Adar was having with Galadriel, and then the things that were said between Halbrand and, and uh, Adar were also, like, kind of, like, they stuck with me a little bit. The interactions were weird, and not in like a like an awkward way. Just like a like, there's more to this, and really thinking about it, it it makes sense, especially with like I was saying last episode, my theory on the the line of kings. It would almost make more sense if this is like some not not exactly a reincarnation, but like a weakened, somewhat healed version of the Sauron that Adar uh, allegedly killed and that's why he not only doesn't recognize Halbrand but why Halbrand asks do you recognize me do you know who I am every time he's come in contact with Adar because he wants to make sure that he doesn't know that he's back interesting and I, I just, I can't shake this feeling because like it, it, at the end of the day, as much as I did want to believe that my theory of him being like a relative of some sort to uh, Elendil, or no, sorry, not Elendil, um, Isildur. Isildur's father. Elendil, yeah, yeah, that right. Oh, was it? I thought that was the elf. Nope. Oh. His name is Elvish. Oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, like, it, that almost, to me, seems more far-fetched now than Halbrand being Sauron. Okay. And it, to me, like, it also kind of makes a little more sense for the storyline as well. So, it's like Halbrand, his Sauron well, over the Witch King of Angmar. I suppose, yeah, I mean, that's the, kind of what I'm thinking now, but... I also, like, I wonder where the tells have been. There's only really been a couple that I can think of, and it was mostly when he was in Numenor before he was arrested. Like, his his cunning deception and, uh, like, petty retorts to the people in the bar and starting this fight that he knew he was going to win and still, like, egging them on even though he was trying, I guess, not to fight them. And, like, things like that and his initial reaction before he knew that Galadriel was an elf when they found her in the water. Right. Like, there, I feel like there are some signs. Huh. The fact that he never 
tethered himself to the raft like she did. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I didn't remember that. But I, I mean, to be honest, after this episode, Bible, <laughs> maybe. I mean, honestly, like there, there is still that potential. But I, I can't help but feel like we won't find out, and we might not yeah. even see Sauron by the end of this season. Oh, I, I feel like Sauron is definitely going to be a season final season kind of villain. Like, and I, yeah, like that makes sense. But I thought we would at least see like I, I thought that we would at least see maybe the creation of the rings. But I'm now thinking that that's not going to happen in this season. Yeah, I can see that because they have one episode to kind of get that shit together, and I don't see it happening. Um, I I kind of feel like the whole is it Sauron thing is going to be the question on the back of our minds for like every season going forward because. Um, they'll probably do like a, um, what was the joke with Game of Thrones in the early seasons that they always talked about the dragons and then like you never saw them until like season six. The dragons are coming. Yeah, the dragons are coming. Um, I feel like it's going to be like that with Sauron. It's just going to be like, oh, that guy Sauron. And I wonder if they'll like really lead into that and always make you question what characters could really be Sauron if it's going to be like some secret invasion kind of thing and be like, oh, it's Sauron, what a pesky guy. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it'll be that guy or it'll be Isildur's father or, you know. I mean, that's like, what did they seem to be doing so far. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised if they carry because, this through until like they actually introduce him. Because like was I high? Like I'm, I I was high. That's yes. a rhetorical question. But like when I was watching the ep- when I was watching the episode, um, d- did we learn anything more about the guy with the Harfoots and the cult? No, not we, we didn't learn anything. But we just yeah, saw them do stuff after him. Yeah, which we was going to be disappear. my question is like, what do you think? What do you guys think this cult or group of priestesses or whatever they are are? I feel like they're like Daedric worshippers and they must have summoned him somehow and or have like predicted some kind of like cataclysmic thing to come about and they were just traveling in a general direction that they're like worshipping has led them and they encountered this and they're following the trail because no cult that is I mean first of all a cult is generally up to no good but no cult that is up to good things disappears like that when the little girl like turns her back and you know faces them again and then they're just gone like where'd they go yeah, a little bit they, like i mean it's a hill they probably ran down the horizon and were giggling or whatever <laughs> but... like on the hill. yeah, <laughs> yeah. laid in the grass but like still it's just like i i don't think they're up to any good i think they're probably going to try to extract some essence of this guy and like kill him and it's going to be probably like a rock and a hard place thing because he's probably not a great like guy and the harfoot girl is going to have to like i don't know decide to save him or let the cults cultists have him or i don't know he's sauron Oh my god. They are all parts of Sauron. As soon as they touch tips, it's gonna be like Captain Planet and Sauron is formed. Right. Maybe all of these guys are the the mouths and eyes and all of that. Yeah, it's like the five pieces of Exodia or whatever. (laughs) It's like head of Exodia. Yeah, there's the three (laughs) cult people. 
the yeah. dad guy that fell from the sky and then Halbrand. Yeah. Those are the the five pieces of Sauron. Or, or it's going to be like Horcruxes and all the main characters we've been introduced to have to die one by one for Sauron to regain his power. Huh. Honestly, I could see something like that. Um, and yeah, um, so we talked last episode as well about the whole, um, sword and the guy, like, unlocking the old guy, Wellrog, what, Wendrag? Yeah, Wendrag was his name, it was something weird like that. The guy who Which turned old the guy? key. You know, the guy who oh, was Oh, the, the like, AR the guy that betrayed the, the humans? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so when he did all that, um... We, I, I think I got into the discussion about, like, who set up that whole system and, like, the key. Like, who, who designed that? Like, how old is that? Is that Sauron himself that did it? Is that Mordrog or what was that dude's name? Morgoth? The other one. Morgoth? Morgoth, that's it. Like, we need to be more goth here. So let's build this thing that erupts a fucking, like, volcano and wipes everyone out. But, like, the only reason it even happened was because they built the trench. So, like, that whole thing is confusing to me, because if they hadn't built the trench the way that they did, the water never would have gone in there. Uh. So, like, but it's weird that it was only able to be opened by that sword. Yeah. um, That is, like, very obviously imbued with some kind of dark energy. Yeah, but like, it, maybe what would it have magic. done? Flood the valley if it uh, wasn't funneled into the the mountain? Like, was that its purpose? It's, I mean, I guess it could be. It still, seems like it seems weird that it was even there. <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah, uh, that's a good point. I guess I don't. It's yeah, like I don't know. I, I, I kind of want building. some explanation myself from all that. It's like that seems like a Rube Goldberg kind of contraption that some guy sat on and was like, eh, if you just put this sword in this hole, you know, things will happen. And, <laughs> yeah. and the guy was basically guy was basically just a pyromaniac <clears throat> and, and everyone took it the wrong way. We don't need the reason why we just need to know and understand that it is magic and it had a purpose. But that's not good storytelling. That's, that's excellent storytelling. That's storytelling <laughs> everywhere. I disagree. <laughs> but what were uh, what were your guys' thoughts on, um, I guess, like, the Mithril Mines and seeing the Balrog? And, like, what do you think is going to happen with that kingdom in the next episode? Because well, obviously we only have one left. Yeah, no kidding. <sighs> I'm trying to think back to the Fellowship of the Ring where they took the Mines of Moria as a shortcut Mm because they were getting sledded off the mountain and uh, it just made better sense, I guess. And Gimli was all like, oh, we'll go meet my cousins. We'll drink. We'll schmooze. We'll do all kinds of things. Um, I don't remember how much time had elapsed that that kingdom had been fucked. Yeah, that's oh. kind of confusing to me too. Because Relative. so what we know for absolutely certain is that this is a minimum of five hundred and fifty years apart from the events of Lord of the Rings because right. of Gollum's age. So 
like he was he was i think 56 when he obtained the ring and lived for a further 500 years with the ring in his power before he lost it to bilbo which is then obviously like another however many 50 ish years before frodo gets the ring and then they go to moria so Uh, this event does seem early to me but like i still think it's dope well mines of moria would have happened after the hobbit trilogy movies right because wasn't one of them the dead guy they found that gimli mentioned well durin durin the the king of that was in that tomb was yeah but but one of the other skeletons on the ground was was the 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 monk looking dwarf that was part of the group in the hobbit as well yeah Mm -hmm. so somewhere in between those and wasn't that like a difference of the hobbit with bilbo was i don't know like 100 years because wasn't it like his like centennial birthday in the fellowship it was his 111st 111st yeah that was it 111th or whatever 111st so and i guess in the hobbit trilogy what was he then like 40 or 50 i guess like i Look, so that, they, was actually, like that was actually like 30 40s. years. That, that's like less than a, a century when the Mines of Moria collapsed like that. Yeah, but that's just movies as well. Like I said, the time in between Gandalf giving Frodo the one ring to him finding out it was the one ring and then coming back to a young Frodo was a 60-year gap. And like the ages are different, I suppose. Like they're yeah. they're retconning the the way that um, certain races age, I suppose, um, by doing this. Because like uh, otherwise, if, if that was the case, then it, it's it's weird that Bilbo would be so old at a hundred when that would put Frodo at at least like eighty, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, weird. I have no idea. I mean, honestly, at yeah, at this point going forward, we just have to like take everything with a grain of salt with like where it lies and and all that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like I said, I don't mind that. I I don't care that they're not like paying that much attention to it because the Lord of the Rings movies didn't either. Right. Yeah. So I I don't mind that this is like that. This might have some problem with the lore history but i also don't think that we're gonna see the uh the fall of moria in the next episode i think that it'll probably be oh, pushed no. off i think it's gonna be a thing over time i yeah. think they're gonna they're gonna mine but i don't i don't think the balrog itself is going to get out on its own i think the mithril is keeping it trapped because i could see something like that yeah, he, and then they might even have like. Sorry, I was I was just thinking with the light that it contains, it creates a natural barrier that he just can't fucking break through. Right, and it, honestly, it might have a lot to do with the like the healing potential of it, and the way that it healed that, uh, uh, like the darkness off of that leaf. Right. It might be the same thing where it's like holding the darkness of the Balrog at bay. Right. Um, but then as they start to dig it out, like we're told in Lord of the Rings, they become too greedy 
they take away too much of the mithril and uh, then he's capable of getting out but I, I just wonder what happens to all of it like how much do they really need to use to save the elves and then they just have enough left over for that little shirt that they give well, Bilbo well right and like what are they making the elves jewelry armor Weapons? Yeah, I don't understand that either. Because, like, that piece just healed it by itself. So, like, what's their plan? Are they going to eat Soft it? Soft gels? Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some uh, some nice topical creams. you'll be on Oh, man. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, there's so much that, they, uh, that they're still going to have to give us in the next seasons. Yeah, now this uh, this episode was pretty fucking awesome. It definitely did start exactly as I thought it would with just yeah. everything going yeah. on. The only thing I didn't see coming was this. Hey, there's a sealed door. Okay, buy a sealed door, and now sealed door's gone. Even though we all know <laughs> sealed door's not gone and dead, and we all know the horse is going back for him. Of course, yeah. Uh, right, right. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah, I don't even, I don't understand why they even bother when they're using characters. Like, I feel like we've talked about this before in relation to, I believe it was something Star Wars, where they're using, like, they're using a character that we know cannot die at this point, so there isn't any feeling of stakes. Well, I mean, we know of Isildur. Not everybody watching the show does. There's guaranteed several million people out there who are like... Oh my god, he's dead. Are that many people (sighs) watching this show? Several million, probably. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I'm sure this is quite a a large following at the moment. But I I don't know, like, I I guess if you haven't seen the Lord of the Rings movies, but But I I feel like what person is watching this that hasn't seen the Lord of the Rings movies? And like, but what, like, to what effect did they see these movies? Did they watch them multiple times? They just watched them the one time? But I feel like this is their knowledge retention because the seal door is mentioned only a handful of times. I'll be honest, I've I don't think so though. I've only seen the porn parodies of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. (laughs) That's all you need. My lore is probably very different. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those orcs look a little strange. Hold on, hold on. When does Saruman fuck the trees? I'm pretty sure it's in that scene, right? No, 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 no. You're mistaken. The trees fuck him. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's uh... okay. Wow, I know there, my lore. Yeah. <laughs> wow, the show has a lot to give us. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of people still seem to think that that traveling priestess is Sauron, or not Sauron, Sauron. And uh, mm. I still don't get it. And by a lot yeah. of people, I mean there's a bunch of people, and then just McLean. I feel McLean like I just don't know. I don't see it. <laughs> I feel like it's just because they look a little like angry all the time. Yeah, like, kind of right. sinister. Yeah, but like that's well, my point. Speak. I feel like I feel like that cult is like a real cop out. Like they're obviously not 
trying to develop them right now. So either they're not really going to be relevant overall to the story, or they're going to develop them further in the next season, and they're going to end like the Harfoot story with some kind of cliffhanger about that cult. No, they'll like, just dedicate an entire episode to them culminating in the event of their death to whoever this wizard is. To yeah. be honest, I fully expect them to just be like... Like, they are also the same wizards as that dude, but that dude died and is reincarnated, and they're just trying to bring him back into their order. Yeah, could be. And they just had a misunderstanding with the Harfoots. Uh, yeah, I think that well, they're probably, like, pretty confrontational anyway, but they obviously, like, if they really intended to, they would have just killed them. Yeah. Like, they, they obviously wouldn't have had a problem with doing well, that. Unless they think that they're, like, ants to them, basically. And, like, what are Harfoots going to do? Like, stuff their furry foot in their, your mouth? Like, they're not going to fight you. They're, like, a very nomadic, like, I don't know. So they probably just don't even give a shit about the Harfoots hey, and don't see them as, like, a, look, pal. a threat. Let me what? tell you something. Oh, Hobbits <laughs> were looked at much the same. And four hobbits went on a fat journey across Middle Earth. Whoa, you're right. I am literally displaying They fought the in bias. wars. They killed hundreds <laughs> of people and Uruks and creatures. Mm-hmm. So Harfoots are har- hobbits or they're d- different? Well, they're different, but they're like same size folk, no? I think they're and a they, little smaller. I think like a, 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 maybe a foot smaller. What, hobbits they're, or Harfoots? Harfoots are smaller than hobbits. No, the heart. I, I, like we talked about this like once before, size. and I'm certain that I think Alex was the one that said it, but I'm pretty sure you're right that they're just like the lesser evolved beings that are eventually gonna evolve to be hobbits when they find their grove no. that they can always live at. So they, yeah, once they get to that farm on New Zealand with all the sheep, they're gonna be like, "This is this is home. This is <laughs> this is where we're exactly. gonna be." And then, yeah, and they're then, not going to need to be so small because they don't need to hide anymore, so they'll evolve to be a little bit bigger. And then in come Peter Jackson, where he discovers these people and writes a story about them. <laughs> and that's how Lord yeah. of the Rings was made. <laughs> exactly. Who even is you Tolkien? You can just hang up your jacket now. <laughs> I got a jacket? Hey, <laughs> you first Slag. give me... You an embroidered jacket. How dare you besmirch the good name <laughs> of the Lord of the Rings by saying Peter Jackson wrote it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably pissed off like every single like fanboy out there, like I have been doing with Star Wars fans. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a proper Tolkien fan. Like, I I, I love the high fantasy is what I'm a fan of. I don't care. <clears throat> Pardon me, I don't care about all the things they've retconned and moved around and and did with this show. I, I, I just enjoy the show for what it is, and it is a representation of wicked fantasy I grew up with. Um, but um, to say, even jokingly, that Peter Jackson wrote The Lord of the Rings is, is Death of a Thousand Cuts. Oh. Yeah, I don't um, know. I think it's a pretty hot take. So I think you should start... <laughs> you should start driving out here now. I will get my knife ready. Oh, 
How dare you? It's just gross. Peter Jack Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. <laughs> Tolkien's like rolling <laughs> in his brain right only. now, probably. Tolkien's fucking like having a like an eruptive seizure in his grave, just the bones <laughs> rattling around like <laughs> fucking crazy right now. <laughs> hey just what? Like... What? Peter Ho? <laughs> Erupting like Mount Doom or Mount Mordor, sorry. <laughs> yeah get it right <laughs> <laughs> you're not a real fan if you don't call it by its real name <laughs> or be even more meta and, and call it the actual like name that it has in New Zealand that I cannot pronounce and I would definitely be saying a bad word if I tried to pronounce it <laughs> yeah so let's, let's not do that like, let's not just <laughs> yeah. be actively racist on the show Whoa, I didn't say that. <laughs> Poor New I just Zealanders. Said, it has ho in the name. What was on your mind? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like Who if we talk badly about wizards in Lord of the Rings, we're offending New Zealand. Don't they have like oh. a state inducted wizard or something as like some kind of politician? <laughs> Do they? This I is a no real idea. thing. Yeah, yeah, this is a real thing. They have like I this dude that was... that's like the wizard and he is like some kind of and I don't know if he has any hat. political power, but he's like a, he's a higher member of society. That must be like a like a mascot type thing, <laughs> like New Zealand. It's like, like a type, provincial type mascot. of place to have a provincial Oops. mascot. They're all just different wizards with different mustaches. Like, um, is he literally <laughs> just called the Wizard of New Zealand? Well, um, wizard. Of I, I don't remember. Knowledge. There's like an official oh, title. That's really uh, funny. But also cool. Like oh, how, he yeah, lost I, his job? What is this? No, <laughs> that's tragic. Uh, an official wizard of New Zealand loses his job. October 18th. <laughs> that's like, that's so last year, bro. Where you been? <laughs> God damn, I should have been more New up to Zealand date. New Zealand doesn't have wizards anymore? Fuck. Oh, my bad. My bad. Fuck. I'm spouting fake news. You are. That's no, unfortunate. News. I guess we can. I guess we can talk all the shit we want about wizards. Then we're good Whoa. boys. I thought the only self-proclaimed wizard was that dude who wrote the Watchmen comics. What is his name? <laughs> like, apparently, the dude is like just fucking nuts and like, like, <laughs> yeah, like, random bullshit. And one of them at some point was that he was like a wizard. I don't know. I feel like every now the and then he's on the fucking news. He's on, yeah, he's on the news for something else. What he said. Or he's just trending. <laughs> Alan Moore. Alan Moore. That was is that his name. Yeah, yeah, that rings a bell. He a wizard, Harry, or a Harry wizard. He looks like one. Whoa, <laughs> bear, uh, he's a bear sure, wizard. He probably is. <laughs> I mean, he just looks like a wizard. He also looks like he used to be in a seventies rock band. Oh, like ZZ Top. <laughs> kind of like looking guy yeah oh god damn god like, damn like zz top meets axel rose rasputin oh <laughs> rasputin <laughs> well jeez that's like a combo the, like the rasputin we got in um uh, <laughs> king's man gross that movie sucked so bad it did i was did really it? disappointed so by that bad. yeah that movie was fucking utter trash i you it know was boring as fuck i fucking love the kingsman the first two movies they were awesome they were yeah, i mean like the second were. one wasn't as good as the first but it was still pretty fucking good 
Um, <clears throat> that's what I was expecting. I was expecting more of that, not this weird drama that resulted in an action movie. Like, it wasn't really even all that action-oriented, and it was just fucking out there weird. Like, so fucking out there. The entire Rasputin scene was just fucked. And there was nothing... There's no, there's no other way to describe that scene, Ryan. Like, okay. it is just... Take your word. It's for just it. fucked. It's just fucked. There's no two ways about it. <laughs> just weird. Like so fucking out there weird. And that movie just didn't come together like old ones did. Like the action was so so at best. And it happened in the yeah. last like twelve minutes of the movie. Oh yeah. And instead you you've got this whole thing kind of just folding all together with periods over time. It just it was it was a weird fucked movie that's it that's yeah, i don't it. even nothing know more. <laughs> nothing more to it than that. i don't even know why they necessarily had to make an origin story for this like they literally could have just continued doing sequels and i would have been happy like i don't need to know how a spy organization started i guess right give me more eggsy and galahad i don't yeah. need i don't need any fucking bullshit i don't need the origin and weird just fucking weird sexual Rasputin whatever oh. going on. That was just nipple twister, man. Fucking weird. I mean, apparently that was like that is how he is depicted in Russian lore. I don't know what the I fuck. I thought he was that. just the Russian dude that mythology. The dance. <laughs> nah, he was like he was notoriously. Um, uh, what what's the word like he he was adored by women for some was... reason uh, and uh, apparently allegedly i can't believe it because like he was also reportedly disgusting and like did not shower like nothing like that? that like the dude was fucking gross from the sounds of it and uh, but still like according to according to scripture the dude is super like he was a womanizer he was with like thousands of women like i don't know i don't get it i don't think he it's was true a cult leader oh was he okay that's why he just fucking like he called yeah that makes sense women into sleeping with him and he did he that, that would uh, that being. would explain that yeah. it also refused to die <laughs> right was hanged, that was the other thing stabbed shot poisoned like yeah. just refused to die he did not die he did eventually die, but like it, it, they, it, there were so many attempts made on his life. He just wasn't it really like a really died. stupid way that he died in the end. Yeah, it was a peanut. I don't know. Yeah, he choked a on a peanut. Yeah, there was something <laughs> like choked something to like death that. on a peanut. It was ridiculous. God damn! <laughs> what a small esophagus! Wow. It wasn't. I don't. I'm just <laughs> talking shit right now. I thought thinking the most embarrassing way to go out. Peanut, pretzel, marshmallow, whatever, whichever way, choking on one of those would suck. Yeah. <laughs> that would suck. Like if the pretzel like went down sideways, like coin coin wise, and Ew. just like got caught in the throat. Coin wise, I like that that's the orientation because, description. <laughs> you heard me. Yeah. Huh. Oh, you pretzels sometimes like get sticky in the first second they get wet. They don't mush right away, they just get sticky, but like absorb absorb all the liquid around them. It just gets wise, caught in the throat. 
coin wise to me oh, okay. gives me the picture you're of sitting a, there of drinking water or whatever but because it's a pretzel it's fucking got holes in it so it just keeps going down there's nothing you can do oh about my god so here's what happened that's how apparently he, <laughs> he died after they drowned him because he lived through being shot three times beaten and poisoned oh so they were just just showing us what history had to t- had to say i suppose i mean allegedly I it was a documentary ground. it was a documentary so that makes the movie like showable in social studies classes all over canada grade 11 <laughs> you heard it here wow, first, you folks. speaking of documentaries you guys know anything about that woman king movie no is that the the african one with yeah. uh amanda waller yeah yeah, I so apparently that, so that tribe bad. in real life was actually one of the only tribes in Africa that actively um, enslaved black people and sold them into slave trade. Wow. <laughs> apparently, like historically, this is what this tribe actually did. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. they're like, are they depicting that in the movie at all? Or is it just like glorifying nope. the tribe? No, no. The movie that? is about how this tribe fought off the enslaving white men, I think. Uh, so, hey, you're yeah. basically on our turf. So the whole movie is like San Andreas. It's just like a gang war. <laughs> I don't know anything else about the movie. I just, I've heard that hear... uh, people have been doing research on the name, like the tribe's name that the movie is based on and uh-huh. found out that it's like exactly the opposite. These people were actively enslaving like everybody that they could get their hands on, including their own tribes people. Yeah, sounds very much Hollywood to really turn things into whatever they want for a theatrical film. Not the first time either. You look at Braveheart, the story of William Wallace. Apparently the actual William Wallace was like a monster. Yeah, he led Scotland to their freedom, but like he apparently just didn't give a fuck about anything killed raped pillaged nice monster it wasn't fucking well-groomed mel gibson in a kilt yelling about freedom (laughs) yeah (laughs) well just like mel gibson to be that kind of surprise (laughs) no ollie man do we have uh do we have anything else to say about rings of power i I feel like i don't really have much else to say but i did we really say anything about rings of power i feel like we touched on it briefly and just kind of <laughs> kind of i mean if you have something else to say go ahead like i, I, I could build off of something i got I, my head is now completely I, rop I, free alex gets one really good fanfic to write every like 10 episodes of this podcast and i think this is probably like nine or ten so in a few more episodes i'm sure he'll have another great fanfic to share with us <laughs> he is after all a show master that you had of writing a such like... things. Sorry. What? What? <laughs> What'd you say, Ryan? Oh, nothing. I'm just complimenting his writing skills. Oh, Whose yeah. writing skills? Yours. <laughs> Yours. Because, like, there, were, like three or four episodes ago, you had like this really elaborate, like, picture that you painted. I, and I think it was about this show, Rings of Power. Yeah, it was like you were talking about, um, I I don't remember what exactly, but it was like characters uh, and where they would end up. And you just like listed off a whole bunch of shit about who is going to be like, who is going to be whose 
uh, wife Bitch. or whatever, oh. and like oh. <laughs> all of these things that are gonna happen. <laughs> Just like really like outlandish stuff too. It wasn't wow. even like necessarily real predictions. It was just like throwing <laughs> yeah. shit out. Well, there. I feel like he started outlandish and then he got more realistic by the end or something. That's <laughs> what I, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I feel like I'd have to go back and listen to it because I don't think I remember a single thing of it. We've changed our minds on this show like so many times about what's going on by now. We do that yeah. with like, everything we talk about. I've been about. on point this entire time. Whoa. I haven't flip flopped even once. Good for Definitely. you, sir. <laughs> that is a that is a that is a full lie. I am lying. Yeah. So let's move yeah, on I don't, to I don't the. I remember about my my old theories, but yeah, let's move on to something else while we're. Yeah, you guys want to talk about Andor a little bit? Kinda. Yeah, kinda. Is everybody do... caught up? I, I am caught up. Okay. I nice. actually had to check today to make sure I was. And then it was I like, watched, I and then watched I, the last two episodes today, yeah. Okay, okay. cool. Because I think Cause I, it, it's Wednesday releases for Andor and then Thursday for She-Hulk, right? I think the other way around now. I think they switched. Okay. No, maybe it's both. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't clue in until Friday anyways. Well, I mean, like, Rings of Power <laughs> is supposed to be Fridays, but I get it early Thursday evening. So, you know, Whoa. there's that. Really? <laughs> I don't know if I get that. But, um... Yeah, I was just gonna say that, like, I was catching up on oh, the last episode of She-Hulk, and at the end of it, it was like, I didn't even watch it, huh. and it was, um, like, play, play Andor, and I'm like, oh, there is a new episode I have to catch on before the pod, but no, it was just like, start at episode one again. I'm like, fuck you. But yes, I'm. I don't know. Andor is shaping up to be something pretty fucking awesome, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I liked all the like characters. has easily has easily become in like tied for top slot in the top new Star Wars shows because Mando's hard to that. beat. Mando's pretty fucking good, mm-hmm. and like there's no, but they're two different feels, man. Like they're two different genres, and like one right. is good at one thing and one is hella good at the other. Um, but like it's definitely like battling top slot in my head right now. Like Andor's shape up to be something pretty fucking crazy, and uh, this this whole I wonder like are they actually stealing the fucking the money, or is this like one big smoke bomb for something else? Like what what are the other two? What are the what are the women I, doing? It's it's a smoke bomb, I feel like, because, well, case in point, I feel like, is they very specifically said we're stealing, like, the entire sector's payroll. Yeah, and the quarterly payroll. So I don't think they're actually stealing, like, isn't all this shit electronic? I don't know how Star Wars money works. But anyways, um, like... Most of it is actually physical, especially at this oh, point. So they're in a... They're, well, they're in a period right now where they're swapping to uh, Imperial credits when the galaxy uh, used to run on Republic credits. So uh, most currency is physical at this point in uh, in the timeline. Oh, because I, I kind of got the vibe that the way they said it was just a cop-out and they were saying that what we're stealing is equivalent to the Sector's payroll or that what we're stealing is the reason why the Sector is under control. 
Uh, well, no, like they, they are just, I, I think that he said specifically that they are stealing the quarterly payroll of this entire sector. Right. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. exactly what he said, like word for word to so, yeah, Cassian and that's what on I the mean. ship. Yeah, that, that's what I mean is like, I feel like that's, that's a, a truth, a hidden, like that's like a hidden truth in that sentence. Like, like you, you think that they are doing that, but they're just doing more. I think that what they're stealing is the reason for the Imperials to even want the area or something to do with it, and is the reason why everyone's paid to be there. And that's essentially what he's saying, not that he's literally saying they're stealing all the money that is going into their checkings accounts. Like, I, I, I kind of feel like... Guys. What? I got a theory, a take on this. So, I, I think that you're both kind of right. Um, like, I do think that there's more to this heist than just the payroll, but I think that the payroll is an extremely important part of this heist, because what we've seen so far between, uh, characters that are more or less pushing the rebellion into existence, characters like Mon Mothma and, uh, Luthen, I think his name is. Yes. Um, they are, they're talking about struggles that they're having to send, funds to this rebellion to keep it going without being noticed by the empire that's something that mon mothma is struggling with and that's what she's talking about with her husband when he's asking her like why didn't you tell me about this thing and she's like oh it's a charitable Charity, yeah uh, like you wouldn't be interested so i i think that this like the the money aspect of this heist is just as important as whatever else they're going here to steal because we haven't seen the rebellion formed yet. And at the very least, they need this money to begin buying ships to then get themselves to some like secure location like Yavin uh, to build their base. However, I also agree that I think that this is going to be more, uh, more important than just the money. And I almost feel like I think that they're going to, um, a couple of them, like the lieutenant uh stormtrooper guy that is helping the rebellion um and the woman that's running it are maybe the only ones that really know but i think that they're stealing kyber crystals oh interesting those are the crystals and i i, I feel like that because of the because of luthan giving the kyber crystal to cassian i, I feel like it's foreshadowing Oh, and it okay. also makes sense to me because we know that, that Cassian's planet destroys is destroyed in a mining uh, accident, right? Which is always code for the Death Star blew it up. So they have to steal something of like true value to the Empire. And the only yes. thing that they value that much at this point in time is kyber crystals for the Death Star. Bro, right. that's that's the vibe I got when I saw that scene. And lightsabers. Yeah, <laughs> they don't give a yeah. fuck about lightsabers. The only reason they even have them is because the Inquisitors need to have like some weapon. Oh, well, they fucking hate die. the Inquisitors. Yeah. Okay. That I can totally see that happening now. I I think you definitely called it. I I'm on that boat. I'm on that boat. Yeah. That that's my entire theory from this episode. But um, before I pass it off to you guys, I do want to say that I'd really, really like that the entirety of this last episode was the, like, 
nerves building up to the heist and i thought they tackled it so well like this episode with literally zero action was more captivating to me than the entirety of the marvel lineup so far including oh hot just kidding i agree yeah this this show is definitely doing whoa what just happened really good am i still can you guys hear me we can hear you but it says you're offline yeah, I just got something that just popped up and said I was online again. I'm here. Well, I mean, like, you're still recording. Your your check mark is still up. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Dogs. Yeah, we can just cut this out. But I got that little pop-up that was like, and I have uh, you're, you're offline, reconnecting. And then it was like, gave me a check and said online again. I don't know what the fuck happened. I didn't disconnect from anything else. Oh, well. Maybe that's it's fine. the, we'll maybe we'll it's keep the moving. Empire trying to silence me. <laughs> why would Probably. they fuck with Ryan and not you I don't know maybe cause yeah, you didn't think about that did you I literally was saying that like Ryan should write Star Wars lore like a second ago and maybe they caught on and I should I agree I, I should write Star Wars I, I should I should be in a storyboarding for Star Wars shows he did okay well apply for it <laughs> I will one day one day I will <laughs> Yeah, no, the, uh, definitely caught the whole nerves before the the big deal, the big heist. Um, especially with everybody kind of at each other's throats, and of course they, you know, they bring in this new guy. Who the fuck is this new guy? What's he doing here? How's he gonna benefit? And then I like that he takes the plunge, even though he was told not to, to tell them why he was there, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um to kind of gain their trust. And like that was was a smart move on his end. It's... Not that he's up to anything shady, but like it's in that in that particular moment it seemed like everybody was just on high edge and he's the, the catalyst and all that. Mm-hmm. Not to mention like not that their their big heist isn't unnerving to begin with it most definitely yeah. is well okay so the whole point about the redundancy is that he's critical redundancy they ha- he had to like get to pay him to join the um what is this called the rebellion whatever otherwise like he probably wouldn't have been attracted to their cause right <laughs> so i'm well, wondering if we're gonna get to a point in the show where it's very obvious why they needed him I think that we're already seeing that. And I think uh, we started to see the beginnings of it. And the whole reason that Luthen came to get Cassian in the first place. Right. And I think that to him, the incentive of money is the initial like push to get him to join the rebellion because he Luthen knows. And we know as um, spectators and all of this, that his beliefs uh, align with the rebellion he simply believes that there isn't enough people in the galaxy to actively fight against the empire. Right. Like he, he thinks that there isn't enough backing to support the fight against the empire. So he's unwilling to join. And we saw that conversation happen in the trip to the rebellion. Right. Uh, as he's saying um, that like, there's no way you can fight this. And that's why he gets the Kyber crystal. And the guy is like, keep this as like a 
like collateral. I'll come back for it. But if you want to leave the mission, you can go and sell this for like a ridiculous amount of money and you'll be set. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, uh, so Ollie's, Ollie's saying that he can't hear you. Yeah. All of a sudden Ryan went really like quiet and then what? I see his bar okay. is moving. But like, you can't hear me at all. You can't hear him at no. all. Are you talking to me? Yeah, I can't hear Ryan at yeah. all. There's a settings thing, but yeah, I cannot weird. do anything to it. So, what do we want to do? Mess up the recording. I, I don't know. I've never really had to deal with this. Are so, what if we like, stop the recording, pause the recording here? here and then just start a new and you can snip them together? Yeah. I can try. Um... It's going to sound a little rough. This is, I mean, that's okay. We'll just like throw it in at the beginning. We'll just say that like the recording corrupted or something. Well, I don't know uh, really how far back this stopped. Like, did this actually stop? No, I know, but did it actually stop where Ryan disconnected and like Mm -hmm. he's not actually recording at all? Or. Well, I guess either way, shouldn't we stop it now? To super sorry, the internet for that extremely weird cut, and it's it's a bad one. I know, I know. Huh. And this is a pre a preamble to to me even making that cut, <laughs> but <laughs> it might be a little rough. Um, we had some uh, some some technical issues, uh, but we're gonna try to round out the rest of this discussion on Andor, uh, where Ryan was ranting about how horrible the show was. <laughs> As I do. <laughs> I was telling him that he didn't know Star Wars lore like I did. And clearly this was a good <laughs> As <show>. Ollie does. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Ollie, the, these are my favorite even... types of discussions when Ollie is filling me in on all this crazy Star Wars lore. I was going to say, Ollie, you're not allowed to use the word Star Wars or Lord. Have you heard of Darth Plagius the Wise? (laughs) 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 It's an old Sith legend. (laughs) Oh, God. I thought it was just a meme. Just kidding. (laughs) But uh, so what were we what were we talking about? We were talking about um, I think what we were on, we were talking about the um, uh, like how we felt about the characters in this episode all sort of uh, I believe Alex was saying something about like them putting all of their nerves on Cassian um, yeah. as like out of fear obviously in in wake of this massive heist that's going to happen next episode which like yeah. I can't wait to see this fucking thing go down like it can only be one of the most epic heists that obviously goes awry. It has to go awry. Oh, yeah. There's no For way sure. they pull this off zero hitch. Because, like, something's going on. Something something strange is afoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, foot, feet are pretty strange. Foot, what? <laughs> <laughs> Both of them. Huh. <laughs> yes. 
I agree, though. Like, there's no way that something doesn't go wrong in this heist. Um, like, I, I, I feel like that's a an absolutely fantastic thing that the show is doing, though, is they're giving us real character-changing development at the midway point of the show. Next episode is the halfway point, exactly. So for that to happen in a show this early is absolutely just like mind blowing to me for what we've seen from Disney uh, so far with both Marvel and star Wars, they never tackle these problems with any sort of um, uh, urgency. I suppose it's always like they build up to this as the season ender. And the fact that we're getting it now, I think is, hopefully going to be impactful on the future of their shows just because they'll see that pacing is more important than all of the fan service that we've been getting in star Wars lately. Right. Yes, queen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, now do you think, Who's all dying in that group? The kid for sure. Yep. No. I, I also yep. think that uh, the dude with the knife that took the crystal is probably going to die as well. Yeah. In some weird fucking sacrifice play. Yeah. As I like atonement so. for being a dick this entire time. I feel like the uh, the guy that's been like instructing Cassian on the plan and like getting him to do like the, the military drills and all that. I think he'll die, but it'll be like, he'll he'll come and pick them up in a ship and fly them off, and then he'll die like on the way out, uh, escaping the heist kind of thing. I think that the main leader, the, the woman that's leading them, is going to live at least till the end of the season when I think she'll die at the end, but I don't think she'll die here. I think everyone will die. Except Cassian. Yeah, they're basically going to redo the plot of Rogue One with him surviving. <laughs> Just kill Cassian, too. I mean, I can also see that happening. Where it's like, it's the suicide mission. But he didn't die. Suicide Squad, did. Star Wars style. Star Wars. <laughs> Normally, I feel like I wouldn't like for them to necessarily do that because, like, they've been building up all these characters that are seemingly going to be important, uh, at least for this show's duration. And obviously, some of them have to die, if not all of them. And I I just hope that they do it over the course of the show. I don't necessarily think that um, everyone dying in the heist is going to have the right impact on audiences. Because I still can't help but feel like when Ollie was talking about that uh, security guy, I, I still feel like he's probably going to kill some of them. He'll start going he's after Cassian as like he's revenge. Show up out of nowhere and fucking. Well, yeah. I think it'll be after the heist. Like I, I, what I think is going to happen is I think he'll hear about them doing this heist, um, and then something will happen that brings them back to that planet uh, and he'll find them there. And then he might like, yeah, sorry. Continue that. uh, I I just think that he'll probably like follow them around and take an opportunity where one's alone and kill them. Whoa. Just like get a Cassian. Whoa. Um, Here's a a hot take. 
I think he's going to come with his squad of his own. It's going to be that that chubby Irish guy. It's going to be his mom, you know, with her powerful slaps. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's going to be the, the two dead guys in the alley that Andor came across. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just like dead guys are just going to be in the scene on the ground in there. <laughs> like mm, pet that's, rocks that's a real hot take. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, yeah. This is definitely coming from a lore master of Star Wars. I think think this one is very grounded. Coming from a fucking stoner right now. This uh, this white rhino babe is doing things to me. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Doing things. Doing nasty things with its horn. Whoa. (laughs) It's extinct horn. Yeah. Hey man, you're the one getting weird with it. <laughs> I just thought I'd try to fl- add some flavor. I like that flavor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, I think <laughs> I we're definitely gonna start losing people. People are gonna be dropping off pretty quick here. Yeah, next From episode's crew. going to be exciting. I hope so. I hope it's like a a big fucking like. 25 minute fight to get out i hope yeah i hope with like see... with the obligatory scene of like they're driving the fat heavy cargo ship and he's yeah. got it at max but the door's closing you know oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> i i don't know i just hope we get some like john wick style like like uh cassian fucking cassian's just gonna come in and john wick a bunch of people you think he's capable of that well, he basically did that to, um, like in the first episode, or was it the first episode? Yeah, it was with the security yeah, guards. Episode. Yeah, with the security guards in the alley. I was like, no, I like that's not like super John Wicky, but it was just like really good. Like he knew what he was doing. Like I want to see more of that. I guess I'm surprised that we haven't had much more in the way of flashbacks, though, to like see what happened after he got picked up. I feel like that was it, wasn't it? Just that, like... Well, no, because his whole, like, <laughs> the first episode, his whole purpose for looking for stuff was for to find his sister. I thought he... I thought that was the chick that's, like, married to the dude that owns a shop that he was talking to in the bar. And he was no, trying to that, get... No, those, those were the people that his... Uh, his sister, I think, worked there at one point. Is what they were saying, and he was there just like on a lead tracking her down, but they didn't have an answer for him, and we haven't circled back to that in like three episodes now. I haven't even noticed, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm interested to see the rest of that because yeah, how did his? Because we know how he got out on the ship, but how did his sister get out? Yeah, and like, what even happened after he left? Like, what happened to the to his whole tribe? It's like we hear them saying to Cassian that like if the Republic finds these people, they're just gonna kill them. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm just surprised we haven't circled back around to that. Yet it still has not taken anything away from the story. So I am happy. I just I just hope that it doesn't become a dead end storyline where they never well, just go you back wait. To it they're all. gonna find a way to bring us two more episodes of the Book of Boba because they used two episodes for the Mandalorian. So they're going to start sharing and we're going to have a flash forward to that. Of course. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. That's (laughs) it. 
Disney's going to find some way to bungle this by the end of the season. God, I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. This show is shaping up to be so good. I, I'm i so scared that it's just going to fall flat on its fucking face come the end of it. If, if Disney is going to follow suit with the rest of their Star Wars shows. I mean, yeah. it's still got time to do that. Yep, what do we got? it very much does, but... I do feel like I, I'm confident in their ability to at least develop characters because they've done a fantastic job of that so far. Right. I don't think they could fuck this up. There's no way they could fuck this up with how far they've come already. You really have to shit the bed for the next, what, two, three episodes before to, like, to turn me. You're like, yeah. You really got to fuck it up. Like, I agree. And I feel like we know generally how this show is going to end. So that's like something that's relatively set in stone as far as I'm concerned. But right. the events that lead to him becoming like a full member of the rebellion and like a trusted rebel amongst their group, um, you know, they, they have a, a lot to cover and a lot of potential to just fuck that up. Right. They have done it in the past. And unfortunately, Star Wars is uh, is very bad for this. So. I don't want to say Star that it's Wars. looking to be like one of the best Star Wars shows that we've ever had, but I also want to be able to look back on this show when it's done and say with certainty that this is one of the best Star Wars shows we've yeah, ever had. Yeah, they're definitely taking like a page out of The Mandalorian's like success with this and applying mm -hmm. that. And if they continue with this, it might actually make me forget all about Star Trek. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> i like this show particularly because it, it's different from the mandalorian in a lot of ways in that the mandalorian is like absolutely peak star wars it is like the best that it gets and it shows us all these cool things whereas this show is it, it didn't have to be star wars but the fact that it is only makes it benefit so much more from the world that it's set in yeah Yes. But I really don't have much else to say on this episode. I, I feel like that's kind of been our thing with this uh, the show so far. Is we, we don't have a ton to say on it, but everything that we do have to say is good. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I, got, I, I don't think I could disagree with that at all. The show has been nothing but fantastic since episode one. Um... And I got nothing really more to add on that, to be honest. Yeah, let's... Uh, oh. I was going to say, in the theme of this um, conversation... Moving our, on. Our outro music <laughs> should just be us doing lightsaber noises. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ollie, I do accept your resignation tendered immediately. Thank you. That really saves me the trouble of having to write a letter because, like, fuck, I sucked at that in high school. <laughs> Writing goddamn letters. To whom? To Ray Bradbury, apparently. Why? To get him to speak at our school. 
And it in was like high a school. competition that like our English teacher made us all do and be like, please, sir, we love your stories. Come read a book to us in <laughs> and, the gym. And who and who won? I don't think anyone won. No one responded to any of our children's letters. Like, <laughs> so, like, how is it a competition we, then? He like, probably threw all the letters into a, a pile that was from all the other orphanages. He has people who do that for him. Yeah, they launch it in, onto into the, the sun. Yeah, they just see all these poorly written like letters from a bunch of kids. Yeah. Like, what the fuck He's is like, this? Wow, their their fucking spacing and their font is like. Ugh. Like, I just want to <laughs> dropkick that kid and suplex that okay, one. On. Yeah, that's why he didn't show up. It's just Ray Bradbury. <laughs> like, name, name three greats. Name <laughs> three greats. Tolkien, C.S. Lewis, and Ray Bradbury. No, like, of his <laughs> like fucking his stories. stories. Yeah. <laughs> I don't particularly remember titles of them, but I do remember a few. He was very much into, like, um like post-apocalyptic or just weird um settings on different planets kind of thing very sci-fi-y oh yeah huh i don't know anything about him he's like a short story author who writes like really sad endings to things like this one story was about um, a kid who was bullied at school and the planet they lived on the sun only came up once every like 10 15 years and the bully put him in the locker and then he couldn't see the sun and all the kids had fun and like laughed and played under oh, the sun oh he's the writer when... of fahrenheit 451 oh that too yeah very I've, I've, i know about this book yeah like, <laughs> is this banned in like half the world why didn't that what? I, I thought it was banned in like a lot of yeah, uh, of the Middle in, in East the because of its like. Whatnot. Well, oh, because it's, people it's are in the states too. Yeah, well, because people are misinterpreting it and being like, "This is what? What is it? This is why this is spreading like fake news or something like that." But like the whole commentary of it was about like censorship and like what that leads to, and they're like literally censoring that because they don't understand the concept i don't know uh, there's also inspired, another the book was uh, partially inspired by nazi book burning yeah because that that's what they do it. you should watch the michael b jordan michael shannon one that came out recently hmm. or better yet do the one with christian bale and sean bean um fuck what was that movie it's on netflix they, they play like ninjas gun ninjas oh what was the name they had for them what fuck that was such a good movie with um, what it was like basically fahrenheit 451 with christian bale but it was like a really weird one where they were like gun katas that was it no, gun katas that's what they did that's not the name of equilibrium the movie. yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying i don't remember the name of the movie oh, equilibrium okay. that's basically I've fahrenheit 451 it, but... but like different Oh, you should okay. watch that movie. It's a good movie. At least I remember it being good. I don't know if it aged well. I'll be the judge but of that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> you wanted this guy to read at your school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your English teacher, I think, had ulterior motives, my friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he got fired eventually for hitting on children. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> like. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fuck. And oh. with that, we move into the shout-out section. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Unless you have more to actually add to our conversation. Yeah, just Andor. more star more Star Wars noises. Pew pew pew. <laughs> I'll, I'll see. I'll yeah, see what like I can muster thing. up if I remember to muster it up for you. R two D two. You're an R two D two. Thank you. <laughs> oh man, Ollie. <laughs> what am I gonna do with you? I don't know. Put me down. I may have to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Next time you're in town, come see me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing homeless, of course. Um, of course not. <laughs> without Ollie, we wouldn't have the moments of levity we need and deserve. Indeed. That's right. Your life is nothing without me. Correct. You're fired. Whoa. That's the Whoa. third time. Do I get like Whoa. a reward for that? Third time's a charm. Yeah, you and Ray Bradbury can fucking present it to one another. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't even know what I'm saying. That said, (laughs) this will be a quick one. Quick shout-outs to the folks over at Nerd Talk Plus. They're awesome. Go check them out. Um, I think they recently just started doing stuff again. So, like, that's that's pretty cool. Javier's been streaming a bit. Been streaming some games. And I think they got some episodes in the pipeline. Uh, so go check those guys out. And also, go check out... Oh, pardon me. Sorry. Got Had a little, little mouth dry there. Checking you out. Uh, go check out blindknowledge.com where you can find our podcast and a bunch of other podcasts of varying degrees all put together by my boy Joey. Joey at fucking Blind Knowledge. I don't know where my dad was at there. I almost forgot the name of that place. <laughs> and shout outs to him because he's awesome and we're on his network and it's cool um ollie if people want to find you on the internet no hold on wait whoa rewind ryan you get your socials sorted out um i think so i'm i'm fairly certain um are I guess I'm not YouTube 100% channel? sure what my YouTube name, if it's going to be the same as my Twitch name from, uh, I think for now I will say that it is. I will be streaming for the first time again tomorrow, hopefully on YouTube under synthetic seven S. Um, but I probably have to make a new account because my YouTube account is connected to my email, which obviously is a different name. So uh, that, that's kind of been the problem as of late, but I wanted to wait until we get to this point in the show um, before I uh, started streaming again. I wanted to have an episode release where I could tell you guys what's happening. Okay. But uh, if for whatever reason I can't get that name on YouTube, I'll just stream tomorrow on Twitch uh, and figure out like everything else in the in the coming week to get started on streaming on YouTube. But yeah, for now, Synthetic7S on uh, YouTube, Twitch, and Instagram. Boom. Ollie, where do they find you, man? On Instagram at Oliver.hruiz. Or just take a drive to the furthest location away from you, and that's probably where I'll be. Somewhere at a truck stop. <laughs> 
Whoa. You can't just help me like that, bro. In the bathroom. I travel a lot. No, he's okay. definitely at his guts very for reputable the establishment. Peeking at his guts for making the very simple and yet very regrettable mistake of eating truck stop sushi. Oh, that's not the worst thing that could go down at a truck stop, so I'm glad. And that's, that's when what it Big was. Bob, who's Whoa. been on the road for eight years, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Oh my god. Had to Shut up. Yeah, you did. You did have to open your mouth for Big Bob's fat dick. Whoa. No glory hole at all. Bounce. Wow. Shut up. What the fuck? How did we get here? I don't know. You let us here. You okay. open the door. I just take walk a horse it, to man. water. The open yeah. road took us here, little buddy. The yeah. open road. Oh, I'm a big boy. <laughs> folks not a big bob me. you're not <laughs> oh did i did we ask where to find you nobody's Ryan's asking ask. where to where to find Ryan, any of us but we just give it up anyway <laughs> alex Ryan's... where might i find you good sir whoa you know where i live i'm not giving my address <laughs> information out yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah it's one two three fake street Oh, you just got oh, outed. Oh, wow. Burn so hard. Oh <laughs> just sent eight fan mail. Ollie, do me a favor and press Alt F4 right now. Once <laughs> <laughs> you play a really cool game. Can that? <laughs> I don't know. But if you want to find me on the internet, you can. On uh, Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter at Snurfin <laughs> on Instagram at Snurfin. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, that's Alex. Fine. No, that's okay. We'll just interrupt me during that yeah, most I important Yeah, I laughed because Ryan laughed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's my intention. <laughs> Anyways, you can also find us when we're not too busy dicking around with our episode. <laughs> Whoa. Hang on. <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter at Nerdy Nomicron. And until next week, enjoy that outro music. Peace. Peace. Chicken noises. <laughs>